Hello and welcome to another American Road podcast, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. My name is Foster Brown, your host for these programs and your guide down our American Road. This week's program takes us to an extraordinary lady who has got the largest collection of the smallest replicas of the world's largest features. You'll find out more about that as we meet our guest, Erica Nelson, in just a moment. Before we meet Erica, let's take a moment for this message from the city of Joliet, Illinois, where you can experience the holiday season, November 22nd through the 28th, at the Festival of Trees in Joliet, Illinois. For more information, call 1-815-726-6600 or visit RialtoSquare.com today. Think Big was the name of the article. And I guess at the same time, this particular artist would also think small. I'm talking about Erica Nelson, who is the visionary artist and educator who operates the world's largest things incorporated. Hi, Erica, and welcome to the American Road Magazine. Well, hi, good to talk to you. You have a passion, it seems, for turning some of the largest things in the world into some of the smallest things. Uh, Yes, I do. I have the world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of world's largest things, (laughs) which simply means that I make and accumulate world's smallest versions of those roadside attractions that we love so much that build themselves as a world's largest thing. How did you find out, for instance, about the world's largest penny and its location in Woodruff, Wisconsin? Well, I started being interested in roadside attractions from uh, from when I was a wee young one myself. And we would take road trips. We'd always stop and see Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox in Bemidji, Minnesota. And when we were done with our road trip, we'd go home, and it wasn't far from the world's largest eight-ball water tower in Tipton, Missouri. So <laughs> I thought that that's how people navigated. And it wasn't until I grew up and started driving around for myself that I found out that people didn't navigate by these world's largest things. They were actually kind of rare. So I started collecting their locations. And I started compiling a list of where these big things might be from travel journals or from magazine articles or Internet research uh, more recently. But it really started out with an atlas with a bunch of circles and a bunch of notes. Now, am I right that a lot of these world's largest things um, were really part of that whole uh, American road culture um, of, let's say, from the 1950s? Yeah, that's when uh, a lot of them were were sort of born, but there's also been um, a renewed interest in them. For example, Minnesota has an awful lot of world's largest things, and these small towns started realizing that that was what was keeping some of them alive. So they started competing and erecting more in the 80s and in the 90s. So while the classic era would be that 50s, 60s, uh, big car explorer of the U.S. genre, uh, there has been a, a modern movement, too. At the same time, we also lose them quite frequently because if they were built in the 50s or 60s, uh, some people might have looked at them as old. But that's turned around now, hasn't it? Yeah, 
people are recognizing that interstate travel, while it is convenient for speed, uh, they're missing that connection to the roads that are fun to drive. Um, I started making the replicas in about 1999, but I didn't make the roadside attraction until 2001, 2002, when I was living on the road. So wh- when did it first hit you? I got to make the world's, you know, largest collection of these things. When did that become a goal? It uh, the first small version would have been of the ball of twine, and <laughs> that would have that also would have been in the very late nineties. And the reason for the replica was that I couldn't find a souvenir that I liked. I thought it would just be a wonderful additional layer of absurdity to make it the world's smallest version <laughs> of that world's largest thing, and then it just expanded from there. <laughs> You take your collection on the road with you. What should we look for? How will we recognize you when you're rolling down the road? <laughs> well, I travel in a large circus bus to look for the red and white stripes with the world's largest collection, the world's smallest versions, the world's largest things printed down the side. So where will you be traveling in the near future that people might see this? Well, I have a standing engagement at the world's largest bottle of ketchup. So every July, I trek on over to Collinsville, Illinois, and uh, set up either the mobile museum or the sideshow featuring the world's largest collection. So I'm just curious, Eric and Nelson, what do you do for a living other than going out and finding these world's largest things and then making the world's uh, smallest replicas of them? Um, I do lectures throughout the country on roadside attractions, and I also do public art projects. And I happen to live right next door to a roadside attraction here in Lucas, Kansas, uh, called the Garden of Eden. So even when I'm not on the road, the collection is always open when parked and adds to the tourist quality of my little adapted hometown of Lucas. Erica Nelson, thank you again so much for joining us here on the American Road. Uh, Glad to be a part of it. Thanks for the interview. This American Road podcast has been brought to you by the city of Joliet, Illinois. They invite you to experience the holiday season November 22nd through November 28th at the Festival of the Trees in Joliet, Illinois. For more information, call 1-815-726-6600 or visit RialtoSquare.com today. Join us here again soon as we travel the American Road. My neighbors, Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.